The purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. It is no substitute for professional care by your doctor or your qualified healthcare professional. Never disregard or delay professional medical advice because of something you've heard on this podcast or in any linked material. Guests who speak on this podcast express their own opinions, experience, and conclusions. Dr. Shirley neither endorses nor opposes any particular opinion discussed on this podcast. The views expressed on this podcast have no relation to those of any academic, hospital, practice, institution, or other entity with which Dr. Shirley may be affiliated. Welcome to Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art of living, and all things beauty. This podcast is curated by Dr. Shirley Madir, MD, as the definitive source of holistic wellness through beauty. Welcome to the Forever Fab podcast, the podcast dedicated to fashion, the art of living well, and all things beauty. I'm your host, Dr. Shirley Madair, your purveyor of this definitive source of living a beautiful and fabulous life. This week's topic is another year in fashion, the 2019 annual wrap-up. And we have today two illustrious, exuberant, radiant, and fantabulous women who have agreed to join me on this podcast, Mickey Taylor and Marielle Bobo. Mickey Taylor is the leading authority on inner and outer beauty. Woohoo! My favorite topic for women of color and a compelling empowerment speaker who emboldens women to own their lives, own their stories, celebrate their beauty, and master their purpose with distinction. Mickey has authored several books, including the critically acclaimed Self Seduction Your Ultimate Path to Inner and Outer Beauty, Commander in Chic. Every Woman's Guide to Managing Her Style Like a Boss, like a First Lady actually is the title, and her latest, Editor-in-Chic, How to Style and Be Your Most Empowered Self. As a former beauty and cover director at Essence Magazine, she casted and produced over 500 covers, as well as its signature beauty pages to affirm and inspire the culture's definition of beauty and style, which does include us. Today, she serves as the publication's editor-at-large, hosting its audience at live events such as Essence Festival's Power Stage and Disney Dreamers Academy with Steve Harvey. Mickey, who has over 30 years' experience in media, has made telling the stories of women of color her life's work. Because of her strong desire to bring the beauty, strengths, and amazing complexities of womanhood to life, she's appeared on Good Morning America, NBC Today, The View, Steve Harvey's show, and such networks as CNN, CBS, OWN, and BET. We are so honored to have you both here. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Marielle is a publishing industry veteran with over 19 years of fashion and beauty media experience and is currently the fashion director of Essence Magazine. She has appeared on various television outlets such as ABC's Good Morning America, NBC's The Today Show, and CBS's Entertainment Tonight. And she was appointed by the former First Lady Michelle Obama in 2015 to participate in her Reach Higher Fashion Education Workshop. Welcome back, Mickey, and welcome, Marielle, to the Forever Fab podcast. There's so much to talk about, so let's get started. (laughs) I will ask questions, and either one of you may answer, both of you may answer. We'll just let it free flow, and we'll just let it vibe. Fantastic. Diana Vreeland, the noted fashion editor, famously said, quote, Fashion must be the most intoxicating release from the banality of the world. 
Fashion has been referred to as an armor or a form of expressive freedom. Is this why fashion is important to society or why is fashion so important to society? You know, I think it's I think it's much more than an armor. Uh, you know, certainly style is a story. It's your story. And it really comes down to how you want to express yourself. You know, I think this is important on a personal and a society point of view because how and what we wear conveys a message. Yes. You know, it really speaks volume before we say or do anything. So for some, it's part armor, it's part status symbol. Mm -hmm. For others, particularly in African-American culture, fashion has always been a form of expression mm -hmm. that yes. speaks to our uniqueness, our distinct point of view, cultural references, and certainly as a form of wearable art. And what's true to this day is that society, the world over for what it's worth, is watching and copying from the runway to the street. Mm -hmm. This is true. And for mm -hmm. me, fashion is definitely a form of expression and it actually helps me to communicate how I'm feeling. If I'm feeling mm -hmm. sassy, maybe mm -hmm. my skirt will be a little bit shorter. Yeah. If I'm not, then yeah. maybe I'll be more covered up or feel more serious. So I, yeah. I agree with that. Marielle? I totally agree. It's, I mean, fashion is an, a reflection of your innermost self. Yes. Um, definitely a reflection of your mood. Um, cultural upbringings, as Mickey had referenced earlier, you know, especially for us as people of color, it's so infused into who we are. Um, there are things that get passed down from generation to generation. So it really, really is something that's very personal and means so much to us. Yes, I agree And with it's that. instilled in us at a young age. You mm -hmm. know, you can remember yes. your, your mother getting your clothes out the night before, mm -hmm. whether it was the first day of school or going to church. Yes. or Yeah. So, so, you know, there's certainly a great pride. Your, your style sensibility was established quite young. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. Mm -hmm. And ironing the clothes the night before. That's teaching right. Teaching you to think about what you're going that's to wear. That's right. Mm -hmm. as appropriate for whatever it was That's that you right. were going to meet the next mm -hmm. day. So there was a thought to it. And like you said, a ritual yeah. and yes. certain values were passed exactly. down through Generation. how you dress yourself That's through right. the generations. Yeah. 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 And, you know, I, <laughs> I remember my grandmother saying, I think it was my grandmother saying, always have clean underwear. <laughs> yes, of course. God forbid you get you into never an accident get cut and a fireman has to take your clothes <laughs> off. Oh, my gosh. You know, yeah. or be in the hospital and you have That's to take right. your clothes Always have clean underwear. So That's true. <laughs> That's very true. Yes. So for me, as we just talked about, fashion is a way to express myself and sometimes as a form of art. I've also heard people say that they absolutely love a dress or a pair of shoes. How is it that an item, an article of clothing, something inanimate can actually inspire so much emotion? Like, I love that dress. How does that happen? <laughs> well, because it is emotional. Uh, it's, you know, it's like a compass. And, and it's like you were saying, there are certain pieces that you'll put on or there's certain things you love. They make you feel a certain way. Yeah, yes. We've all got that favorite dress or that yes. killer pair of shoes yeah. or that bag that just does it for us. And it's because fashion is very emotional. You know, in Editor-in-Chic, what I've learned in watching women is that the best dress, dress to infotain or entertain mm. themselves. Yes. And the, yeah, mm -hmm. and so that's certainly testimony that it's very emotional. Yeah, I mean, tra fashion is transformative. You know, there's nothing mm -hmm. like finding that piece that really fits you. Yeah. You know, I think in the market when you're shopping, you know, when you feel like you're not reflected in the market, it's a very mm -hmm. personal thing. Mm -hmm. So I think that there is something about being able to go out and find that piece that you feel fits you like a glove, yes. that yeah. piece that you feel uh, helps you put your best foot forward. It's a very personal thing. And I think especially as women, there's such yeah. a deep connection that we have yes. with the pieces yeah. that we wear, yes. um, that it's, it's just so important for us. And you know, too, uh, 
still there are very many women who make their own clothing. Mm -hmm. You know, in fact, when I first started at Essence many, many, many years ago, <laughs> we were, black women were entering the workforce in great numbers, but not getting the salaries of their mm -hmm. white counterparts. Mm -hmm. And so we sold our clothes. Yes. So it was my job every month to shop the fabric market mm -hmm. and go have clothing made at the pattern houses for our fashion pages. And wow. we had a central well of four pages wow. of fashions that you could make every month. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, that, is yeah. that is a very fascinating piece of yeah. history. Yeah. yeah. I remember very when I was also my grandmother, she was a seamstress, so she <laughs> sewed. Mm -hmm. And I remember seeing her making clothes and sewing things up right. and tailoring things and I thought I'd love to be able to do that. Yeah. So right. I actually took sewing lessons because yeah. she tried to teach yeah. me. I guess I was incorrigible. And um, <laughs> and I, I, I took sewing classes and for some reason it just didn't stick for me. However, mm -hmm. it did translate in such right. a way because clearly I sew in the operating yeah. room. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I love, it manifested itself I in another it way. It manifested itself thankfully yeah. in a very good way yeah. so yeah. so yeah there's I think we all have those I mean I have those pieces as well that yeah. were passed down from my grandmother that I still wear yes. you know I have dresses that she's given me that I mm -hmm. still wear and mm -hmm. it's just like such a personal connection yeah you know I have pieces from my mother and then and again just that individuality mm -hmm. that's so important How to you us you know it. like when we first started working in fact with Destiny's Child and, yes. and Tina Knowles was still yes. on the road with them and she sewed their clothes I was gonna say she was yeah. Yeah. with them absolutely she? And was what yeah. really created that and unique very, vision for yeah, them. Because yeah. they, they, they didn't look, look like anyone that's that you right. saw in the marketplace. Like, mm -hmm. they were really, they really had such a unique style. That's right. And that yeah. was really... And she yeah. was so, leathers and everything. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Sequins and baubles and exactly. where, where are those yeah. pieces now? Yeah. Yes. Those right. pieces are probably in some vault. Some probably. Hot yeah. lock come out. The Smithsonian yeah. will be asking for them soon. For sure. Oh my God, that would be Let's epic. talk a little bit about the runway. I mean, we're several, we're a few months uh, after Fashion Month, New York, London, Paris, Milan. And for each of you, what was hot? Uh, which designers were your favorites? And more importantly, which trends would you actually wear or adopt? <laughs> I mean, I find that there's sometimes such a disconnect between what's on the runway and what we're really wearing. Yeah. So what did you think was hot? Which designers are promising and what would you actually wear or oh, buy? I got a list. Go <laughs> on, Maya. I got a list. I have a list. I have a list. Uh, yeah, oh, tell I have me a the list. list. Um, I mean... So, okay. So for me, there's a difference between the trends that I just get excited about seeing yeah. yes. and then the ones that are wearable. wearable. Yeah. But I think with all, a all of the trends, it's how we adopt, you know, take yeah. certain pieces right. and incorporate and it into it our own. everyday. Right. So okay. like one of the big trends that was everywhere that it actually is um, inspired by the next Met Gala theme um, is kind of like Victorian dressing. Mm -hmm. So Ooh. the next Met Gala theme is all about taking, paying homage to um, generations from the past. Right. So, um there were a lot of designers that did this whole kind of like Marie Antoinette, yes. decadent yeah. ball gowns with lace. And so to see that on the runway was exciting. Yes. I think here in New York Fashion Week, a lot of times the shows are very, we were talking earlier about yeah. how it's very, you know, the, the fantasy isn't there in the same right. way. It's a bit right. more regimented uh, yes. and corporate. Just, and so, yes. yeah, so it was exciting to yes. see designers dreaming up these yes. kind of fantastical gowns that were just these huge ball gowns, yes. you know, all of this lace, yes. you know, all of this intricate yeah. detailing. 
not very wearable for everyday, <laughs> but there right. are pieces, there are ways that we can kind of take pieces of that and integrate it into our everyday life. So right. maybe it's like, it's not the ball gown, but right. it's taking maybe a beautiful blouse that has, right. you know, the lace right. embellishment lace. and, you know, has that kind of nod to yeah. days gone by and that romantic kind of Victorian yes. era. So that was something that I loved just because it was exciting. You yes. know, I think yeah. it, it was just fun to see designers dreaming. Yes. Um, so that was, I think, a big trend that I think I was really, really yeah. excited to see on the runway that kind of like Victorian decadence, yes. the over yeah. the top, the over the top, you know, yeah. dreaminess yeah. of yeah. it was exciting yeah. Yeah. for me. Out with the austerity. So just yeah. crazy, <laughs> yeah. but again, yeah. like wearable. If you take certain bits of it, maybe yes. it's like not the full silhouette, but yes. maybe it's yeah. certain bits of pieces, the the, the um, separates, yes. the shirting, um, even the A-line silhouette, which I think yeah. is very flattering, flattering for most women. Yes. Um, so I think that idea is something that could still be incorporated in your wardrobe. I actually have a very good friend who wears a gown to girls' dinner. Mm-hmm. I mean, casual <laughs> mm-hmm. girls' dinner, ladies' yeah. dinner, and yeah. she will show up in a gown. Yeah. I'll yeah. come straight from work yeah. in my usual work attire, and she comes yeah. in a gown. So over-the-topness yeah. is back? I mean, well, yeah. Well, you know, the lines have blurred. It's yeah. just like, yeah. you know, same thing that happened in jewelry or the same thing that happened in fabrications. The lines have really blurred. And it's really how you feel. And no one gets to define that but you. But you. And I think that if you have an unapologetic appreciation of self, then yeah, that's where the fun begins. I mean, there were designers whose collections I love, certainly Kirby Jean Raymond for Paya Moss, um, Gabriella Hearst, Mm -hmm. which was so modern and fresh. Yes, and Um, yet still feminine and hard and austere. Oh my gosh. In in London, there was Duro, of course, and Simone Roja. Mm -hmm. In Milan, Fendi was a knockout of Mm -hmm. fun, color, shapes, and lifestyle check silhouettes. Like, you really could live Live in those clothes, date night because who goes home to change to go out know, you know right, <laughs> right. but I will tell you I I'm going my style sensibility is shifting from this classic with the twist if you will yes and I think I'm becoming this hopeless romantic so mm. so I was smitten with Valentino oh, it was Valentino Valentino Valentino, Valentino. Yeah. and it's been that way for the last season yeah several seasons I love the opulence of yes. it all I love the fa- the fabrics the, rich, the, the color mixes yeah. the, the volume the mm-hmm. ruffles, the, the drama. Yeah. drama. Yeah. yeah. And so it really is the difference between getting dressed yes. or just putting on clothes. Yes. That's true. Yes. There is a difference. Yes. 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 So if you difference. want to get dressed, yes. yeah. Yes. 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 Spring yeah. offered you a lot. I yes. Particularly yes. at yes. Valentino. I would agree yes. with that. And I love how yeah. Valentino's been yeah. showing so many amazing black models. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That it is he just is a force. It is a dream. It, if yeah. you want to look for diversity and inclusion on that runway, uh, on that runway, it. it's at Valentino. Yeah. So it's not only you know, color, it's yeah. age, yeah. it's mm-hmm. body shapes it's body and sizes, shapes, yes. it's all of that. Yeah. Pure you Paolo know? is a lover. Yeah. Oh, a lover of, of humanity. Of women. Of humanity, yes. Of life. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think he's a true yeah. artist. Yeah, yeah. True he artist. really is. And if the House of Valentino, Maison Valentino, is listening, <laughs> we are happy to accept yes. some clothing happy on your behalf. Happy to Always. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Okay, so another runway review. What was not hot and what do you think was absolutely just impossible or implausible on the runways um oh lord there's a lot i think one of the trends that was just 
who, how could you wear that? Um, a lot of people were doing kind of this like lingerie as, as, as outerwear yeah. thing um, where you saw like intimate yeah. pieces that were being worn for day right. um, on the runway. Right. And it looked cool in some iterations, right. but again, just very not wearable. Yeah. Keep innerwear, innerwear, and Keep it inside. Yeah. yeah. Keep it I, I also think when designers take uh, eras or decades too literal, too literal, it's just such a sinkhole. Yeah. And I felt like those who took the 70s too literal yes. like if I wanted that I could go to a vintage shop yes right and at those I prices I would go to a vintage yeah. shop yes right so yeah, yeah so that was just like uh, I was gasping for how air. did you feel about Marc Jacobs I, I won't call names I just uh, <laughs> oh my God. I won't call names <laughs> but I had a slew of disappointments yeah. in New York yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas in you know, yes. London, Paris. I think London, that's kind of what's happening though with New York. Yeah, you know, kind of going back. Yeah. To Is what there I was a shift earlier. because I there think, are some designers yeah. who are leaving New York Fashion are Week leaving and New only York showing in Europe? Showing that's abroad. right. A lot of designs yeah. aren't showing at all. They're doing more right. intimate presentations. That's right. So why um, do you think that is? I I think that. Maybe companies aren't banking on their creativity, so in a way that the, allows them the freedom they need. Hmm. You know, um, as you said, designers are exiting New York. Some are exiting houses altogether, mm -hmm. you know. And, and so there's a shift. Uh, you know, what I've often said, even at retail, there are far too many business people in creative yep. spaces. And so that's crippling. Yes. That, that cripples yes. an artist. That yes. cripples a designer. Yes. You can't have freedom of expression or really speak to a targeted consumer. He has to now speak to revenue. Right. He has to speak to a specific demo. And he has reports. To, and, and reports and, and all of that. Yeah. And it, so something's going to get lost. Yeah. And I think also with New York Fashion Week in particular, you know, it's, again, who gets to show is so political, yeah. you know, and because and so of that. Financial. Yeah. It's super expensive. And so you yes. lose the innovation mm -hmm. because it ends up being the same players that have their collections showing every every season. Yeah. And then you lose like these fresh faces that would be the right. innovators. So yeah. there's there's this barrier to entry that mm -hmm. still exists here that I think has prevented the industry from moving forward. Right. And you're not seeing the, the innovation and the excitement in the in the collections anymore right. yes. because it's the, it's the same, you you know players yeah. that are kind of you know yeah. holding Owning down the that space. yeah that yeah. space yeah. Um, yeah. and so they, that's why you are seeing a lot of these designers either going abroad and showing internationally yes. or right. just doing intimate collections where right. they're inviting. presentations right. yeah On and a also scale. I think yeah. And I think also the need, like the, the 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 rationale for Fashion Week, I think is different now too. Mm -hmm. I think yes. it used to be more about the buyers right. and business. Mm -hmm. Yes. And now it's influencers, and social media, media and social media. Right. So it's not wow. it's not even you yeah. know. So the amount of money that a designer would spend to do a production, especially right. a new designer that doesn't yes. have right. those kind of resources, yes, it's, it's not worthwhile for them. Not at all. You know, they, yes. it not doesn't do anything for them. It's nice to have some level of visibility. Yes. But they're not able to network. Work no, with buyers. There's, there's no, no yeah. There's wow. no payoff for them, no so it's not worthwhile. Yeah, I've yeah. always thought that because some audience members or some people on social media don't really believe the influencers. I don't dress according to what an influencer yeah. would tell me. 
you know, or would suggest that I wear. So why do the brands and the designers, or at least the houses, still heavily rely on their influence? You know what, it, it, it's shifting. And so, you know, I looked at this. In fact, I did a, some research on this. Yes. And so if you look at the types of researchers that are trending right now, there are three distinctive types, certainly um, in fashion and beauty. So yes. there's still the celebrity influencers, yes. but there's also what's known as macro influencers. Mm -hmm. These are the one who, ones who have an audience of 50,000 to 300K followers on a particular social media channel, okay. like an Instagram. Okay. Then there's micro-influencers. They have Ooh. a following of 2,000 to, say, 49,000 followers. Yes. And it said that they perform the bulk of successful influencer marketing. Mm. And why? Because they are normal people who have built up a solid social media following, and consumers are more likely to act on their recommendations. Mm. So those are the ones that aren't hurting. Um, what I also learned is that the power of engagement from a social media perspective or an influence perspective is shifting. But overall, endorsements and reality checked engaging still builds brand equity. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Because they can't talk directly to you and right. have you engage in the conversation. Mm -hmm. So they're a little yeah. bit more so, believable because yeah. they've had to yeah. really earn yeah. their That's audience. right. They have to build brand, brand equity and influences are the way. And in fact, it is saying that they're still effective in swaying consumers' opinions as no less than 61% of consumers wow. said they have been convinced by an influencer to make a purchase. Mm. Interesting. So it's so. not really about the number of likes or the tens of thousands of followers. It's more about the authenticity Authenticity, the authenticity, who's talking, who's talking, how often they talk, yes. yeah. and and if it's believable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. I'd like to suggest another category, the nano-influencer. Yes, of course. The nano-influencer. <laughs> those of us who have less than a yeah. thousand yeah. followers. Yes. Yes. But what we're saying is credible, and it's yeah. true. <laughs> and we do it That's with right. integrity yeah. and That's credibility. Right. Yeah. I mean, That's I think right. the audience is savvy, and they can tell who yeah, is organic. You know, they can tell who who's, they can yeah. We trust, yeah. right? You know? And right. so right. I think now, now companies are starting to be more careful about who they're partnering with because yes. you know the the audience can tell mm -hmm. yes. if they're actually believable or not. Right. Well, let's right. speak about that believability. So, fashion has been said to offer protection to boost confidence, mm -hmm. um, but if you don't innately feel confident and you put on an outfit to help you feel confident, is, 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 is it tricky there? Or is it really being authentic? Are you being authentic? If you're not really feeling a certain way, but you're gonna put this on and take a photo or a selfie and then put it out there, is that really being authentic? Mm. No, um, you know, I really do believe that shallow thinking only defines who and what you are to shallow people. Mm. And I really think when you know your self-worth, when yes. you really know your value, yes. that's, an, uh, that's an, a principle that is set within and, and it expresses itself in how you dress and, mm. you know, how you feel about yourself. Yeah. And it really isn't dependent on a label mm. because at the end of the day, the real brand is you. That's right. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And, and what you distinctively bring to the table. You know, Carolina Herrera said it best that fashion is a repetition of ideas, but it's yeah. all in how you put it together. Right. And when you have an unapologetic sense of self, yes. you're going to have a field day. Yes. You know, yeah. and so then you can really dress at all price points. And the labels yeah. don't really, again, become part of that armor or that factor that makes you fit in. Yes. Or, you know, or not... Uh, and that you need that to say, mm -hmm. I've arrived. You don't. Yeah. You yeah. don't. So, mm -hmm. you know, it, it really comes back to how you see yourself. Yeah. Um, that being said, I'm all for investment buys. Mm -hmm. But I do think, you know, the best dressed among us, uh, it's a mix of high and low. Yes. And it's not the that, labels yeah. that define you. It's yeah. really how you how work you put it together. the labels, how mm -hmm. you put it all together. So... Yeah. And let's pick up on that. I, I like what you said. It's a beautiful segue to my next question. So fashion or clothing, having that dress or that bag or those shoes or that status symbol, etc., may help you feel better temporarily, may be, you know, uplifting by the temporary, temporary sort of, you know, fleeting emotion of the new, but not having that particular piece could also make you feel not so great or could, you know, sort of imbue you with this sense of lack. Mm -hmm. So how does fashion straddle those two diametrically opposed kind of emotions to inspire or to have people aspire to getting a particular piece and yet sort of also putting out there, well, this piece is, you know, an investment piece and, you know, if you are not in the game to buy it, then oh well. Yeah. So how do we sort of manage that well it's interesting back in the day there yeah. used to be a thing known as bridge lines yeah. ah what and, is that <laughs> and, and so you know so say a designer like mark jacobs would yeah. have collection and then he'd have an affordable mm -hmm. you know the bridge okay. collection yeah. Yeah. okay uh, nowadays the larger houses still rely mostly on accessories so you yeah. can't buy a piece of the action in terms of the yeah. collection piece you're, you're going to buy a handbag or you're right. going to buy the yeah. accessories or right. the fragrance or what have you right. but by the same token there are companies like Zara, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. H&M, yes. you know, the list goes on and Love on where you can, yeah, yeah. Oh, where you yeah. can have the look. Yeah. So there's really not a need to feel as though you're missing out right. if you don't have said designer piece right. because you can have the look nowadays at any price at any point. Price, yes. So yeah. you don't even need a bridge collection yeah, for right. that. And I do yeah. love the collaborations. I mean, recently yeah. I, I dipped my toe into that H&M. The John Batista. Oh yes. my yeah. God. John I mean, everything the Bali. hangers were yeah. different. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. fluff and yeah. what you normally see for they seven thousand. They've gotten a lot better, I think, than they used to be. Right. Yeah. I think when some of them just start, right? When of, some of them just started. You could see a difference yes. in, you know, the make, the, the sure. fabric. Sure. And I was like, sure, this yeah. isn't the real thing, you right. know. Right. But I think you know, designers have gotten a lot better at really making sure that you know they're still giving people the quality and the look. Right. So and I the mean, look. it still yeah. gives you the aesthetic the overall brand aesthetic. So you're mm -hmm. getting pieces that are inspired by the runway. Yes. And right. I think that that's something that really resonates right. with people. Yes. Right. Though that would, speaks a little bit to inclusivity, which we'll yeah. get to later. Yes. I think also I was going to say that I think social media mm -hmm. has really changed the game a lot. Yeah. Um, yes. Because where people are not seeing themselves represented, mm -hmm. now they're just going out and creating a space for, yes. for themselves. Right. That's know? right. So I think for right. those readers that maybe felt like they weren't uh, represented before, and now you can go out and find those brands that yes. speak to your yes. body. 
body yes. type or that give you those designer looks for exactly. less, yes. you know, without exactly. losing the quality. So and you have choices. Yeah, yeah, you have a lot more choices now. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness for that. <laughs> so I'd like to now talk about some of the nitty gritty and maybe a little bit of the unglamorous side of fashion, if you will. <laughs> You've been listening to part one of the Forever Fab podcast. Tune in next time where you can hear part two. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art of living, and all things beauty, curated by Dr. Shirley Madir, MD. Live beautifully and help make the world a more beautiful place.